Houston, Annapolis Center, do you have any test operations restricted area 2508? Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non ballistic motion, over. Roger, Area 31, continue to send at your discretion, over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head on, ultra right, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. But first, let me introduce the members of... The Posse Girls, get ready, get your fan, get your mister, sit yourself down, get your big box of Kleenex, your big box of wipes, squeeze you in your lube, because the very famous Juan Juan is here. Hello, Mac. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are you tonight? Welcome to the show. How is things across the puddle? Things are uh, kind of weird here. The weather is very cold. I had That's hard true. ice on the birdbath out back, and it's <laughs> rock solid. It's a, Supposedly, oh, it never gets this cold. It's January. Oh, it's cold. Oh, okay. It's below freezing. It's going to be 26 tonight. Really? Yeah. Totally oh, outrageous. Hmm. Totally outrageous. Wow. Uh, so, uh, anyway, no uh, Coco tonight. He's off protecting the country. However, with us is our national correspondent down there in, uh, I don't know. I'm running out of. <laughs> said flat tire West, West Virginia. Virginia. Tune, up, tune up West Virginia. Switchblade, Steve <laughs> Ward, Switchy. Uh, great to be here. How are you? Uh, beyond wonderful. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. The cats are nowhere to be seen, I hope. Well, there's uh, uh, two of them are just to the left of me. If oh, okay. Like no, 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 no. We'll just pretend we know they're here. Uh, also joining us later on will be uh, Willie Club, our security chief. Um, but lighting up the room, as always, is our good friend up there in Sideways Niag, Raven, is with us, Raven. How are you? Hi, my friends. I'm doing so good. Thanks for having me. Hmm. May I be the first to say that you look spectacular tonight? Is that the word? Oh, oh that, my God. That looks, she well, does look very nice. That, I okay. had to cut my bangs again, and I screwed them up again. Really? So, I think next time I'm just going to go and get my hair done. It's did you send the clippings time. to Juan Juan as he requested? What did you say? Did you send the clippings to Juan Juan as he requested? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, I didn't think of clippings for that, but that's a good idea. Okay, there you go. <laughs> You owe, me, you owe me one, one, one. In the studio with See, us, that too. That was me asking it. In the studio with us is... Uh, a different story. Is the Kitty's Pal. Uncle Al, the Kitty's Pal. Al Ronaldo, UFO mechanic. Al. Hey, Mac. Hello, folks. How's uh, everything going? Well, you can tell. <laughs> <Yeah>. Unfortunately, <laughs> You know yes. exactly what's going on here. Yes. Al, thanks for joining us. Well, glad to be here. We have a special guest here in the studio. Not in the studio, in a virtual studio. Is our good friend Martin Willis. We're going to have to clap for him and then explain hey, yeah. why he's here. Martin is the uh, uh, he's the um, what are you? The creator of UFO podcast, right? Podcast UFO. I, I always get it wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah. Yep. Okay. And um, uh, he's a friend of the show. We do 
we do our shows on the same time, same uh, day of the week, so we very rarely get a chance to do this. But you're in our area. You're up in Maine, right? Are you close by in hey, Maine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you Down have, east. Okay. Sure. But you have yeah. roots to the North Shore of Boston, too, right? Yeah, I do a lot. I All my work is in the Boston area, so I'm there all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Martin manages a, a bunch of strippers. Do you know that? Well, they 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 don't stay in line. It's hard to manage. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't wow. have my. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. We may cut that out. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for the uh, special effects device here, as usual. Anyway, oh, yeah. Martin, just tell us a little bit about your show. Well, I have uh, my show has been has been running. Actually, you were one of the first guests, Mac. I think you were guest number four or something like that. Maybe five. Really? We were under it was under ten. Yeah, you were one of the early on guests wow. that I that I looked up um, when I first started. And you still so stayed on the yeah, that's good. Two, yeah, two thousand eleven. That's when that started. Wow. And uh, five hundred. Uh, let's see, five hundred forty shows now, and uh, it's it's live. I do the show live, which I like because uh, I don't like editing. Yes. And uh, and it's just fun. I like you know things can happen sometimes not such good things, but. Uh, <laughs> A lot of times it's, it's, you know, right. There's a lot of improv going on. You know, you have to try to figure out which way to go. And, really? and it's a lot of fun. I've, I've been loving it. Yes. I was a guest a couple of years ago on Martin's show. Oh, that's right. You you do look familiar. Whoa. Yeah, back, back back in the old days. Switching. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I now that we... Remember, what, what did we talk about? Uh, UFOs, uh, uh, various like patterns and connections in the paranormal and so forth. I believe it was Mac that uh, set up the uh, connection Probably. between you and I. The middle oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that sounds have right. To come back. Yeah. Yeah. We'd be glad. Any of us it would be glad. It was a fun show. Be on the show. Well, thank you. Uh, so anyway, so we're all here. We've introduced everybody. And uh, we have uh, a couple interesting things tonight. Uh, later on tonight, uh, our good friends, Kim and Sarah Shea are going to be joining us from Edmonton also. Uh, famous Hollywood author Gary Olson is going to be calling in. And he's going to be talking about, Raven, tell me if I have this right or not, Hitler's top ten favorite movies or something like that. That is, is correct. That's getting the, ups, <laughs> the thumbs up on that. Okay, so that should be interesting. Um, but it's time now. Oh, you know what we have to do? We have to, we have to uh, give a shout out to uh, somebody, Raven, right? We do. Um, com- uh, would it be Commander, Post Commander, mm-hmm. Mike Coleman? Um, and that is the uh, local um, veterans. Yep. I'm not saying it right. Post 82. I can't think of the name. Yeah. Post 82. <laughs> I apologize. He did pass away and he was a good friend of ours. We've had him on the show before. Mm-hmm. Real sweet guy, served his country. Nice and guy. we just wanted to give him a shout out and kind of dedicate today's episode to him. We've done uh, at least, we did at least one okay. live show there. Thank you for service. Yeah, we yeah. used to give the show with Donate Beer to the Post to, um, so the veterans can have cheap drinks, let's say. But he was a nice guy, <laughs> right? Nice guy, interesting yeah, he guy. Was a sweetheart. Hung in with us one whole show. So, um, yeah, thank you for your service, Mike Coleman. Thank you. Uh, so, I'll tell you though. I used to belong to the post, a local post to Did you really? But it was weird because they didn't really have any star-spangled stories to tell from, from wow. my Navy career. Were you in the right I mean, post? I told <laughs> you guys all the stories. <laughs> you didn't tell <laughs> me a story. Is there a story that I have I could talk about to somebody at the post? I'll be, I'll be stationed in, in, in 
um, in Newport, Newport, Rhode Island, and, protecting the and, yachts. Uh, Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> and Guant- yeah. and sunning yourself on Guantanamo oh, Bay. Oh, Gitmo, of course. Sunning yeah. myself in Gitmo and having my feet get cut by coral. You well, know, there you go. That's tough. Yeah, that's blocks. tough there, dude. Thank you for yeah, your service, yeah. Juan Juan. Well, look. You bet. I shed blood on Gitmo. I can tell. Uh, no, yeah, with, 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 on the beach, right? Yeah. Sunning yourself. Yeah, okay, that's okay. Swimming and, you know, it's, it's all coral Did you get a purple hot? I tell you, you got to wear your flip-flops all the time. There you go. And you find out why. Why don't we uh, change direction? And we have a top 10 tonight. Top 10 list. And let me, me see if... All right, Raven has it, but let me see if I can remember it. It's <clears throat> top 10 reasons one one will never become the queen of England. <laughs> That is correct. And the word I was looking for was Legion. I couldn't yes, think of the word Legion. Legion. American Legion Hall. Oh, yeah. American Legion. American Legion yeah. Post. Yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. So, yes. top 10 reasons why one one will never be come the Queen of England. Is that right, Raven? That's what, that's what you wrote me. Okay. <laughs> Must be right then. Okay. Can't be a prince either. That's Let's sucks. go. We'll see. I'd like to do that. Then write a book about it. Okay. Here we go. Stop the music. Raven, please, number 10. He's a guy. <laughs> He's a guy. Okay, so he probably doesn't qualify. Pretty well. obvious. Okay, number yeah. nine, please, Raven. Yep. He feels the crown will lie uneasily on his head. That's Shakespeare, you Neanderthals. You don't, you don't know that? Okay, number eight, please. There's been a time where they put the crown on the wrong way. Well, another show. Wow. During the coronation. Okay. So we have to keep that in mind. Number oh. eight, please, Raven. His, <laughs> his collection of sticky teddy bears and Prince Andrew's collection of sticky teddy bears would inevitably clash. <laughs> okay. Wow. Get it? Next, please, Raven. <clears throat> Number seven. He hates porgies with a passion. He hates porgies. Oh. That much we know. Oh. Right? Correct. No. <laughs> Wow. I love my dachshunds, but I love corgis. Top 10 reasons why Juan Juan will never become the Queen of England. Please, right? Number six, he could never adequately replace Freddie Mercury. That is a fact. Right. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, that that's is a fact. He'd come close, but... I'm sorry. Okay. Next, please, right? Sorry. Okay, number five. Because Queen Elizabeth had size 13 feet, he'd literally have big shoes to fill. Wow. wow, wow. Is this on? Okay. <laughs> Next, yeah, I please. think we need to fact check that one. <laughs> right. that, sounds, that sounds like BS to me. Next, please. Right. Number four. Uh, if it if it happened, Lily James would demand he return all her personal nudie pics. And some of them are sticky, too. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Oh, man. Sorry. <laughs> Martin, you didn't hear that, did that you? That killed our no, sound effects machines. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, Please. number two. He's half Filipino, half Italian, and half Irish, and he grew up in Boston. Not a f-ing chance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the math is right there. One, one. We have to fact check that one, too. Was that <laughs> Yeah, there's halves? a lot of percentages. Those, those three halves. Three halves. Yeah, three halves. Okay. Wow. Okay. The whole. Raven, All please. right. And the number one reason Juan Juan will never be the Queen of England, he flunked the virginity test. <laughs> they give them to you over there. Do you well, know that? Yes. You know, that's true. That is a requirement. No. Wow. Oh, yes, it is. I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's in the doctrine of uh, queendom, but 
It's they had like to that. do it with uh, Princess Diana. And what they go looking? Yeah, they go yeah. Looking. <laughs> yeah. The royal doctors go and uh, examine them. Wow, and they have to be imagine that. So anyway, wow. Okay. What about if, if he was king of the forest? If he was king of the forest, was the king of the forest. Might be, yeah. You know, the Wizard of Oz. Might be different. You know. Okay. Okay. Well, now that we've lost the rest of our listeners in England, why don't we just take a commercial break now? And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Sound Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. Lock your doors. Close your windows. And turn out all the lights. Because it's time for Raven's Scary Movie Hour. Exploring the deep and dark depths of the most frightening movies ever. This show is not for the faint of heart. So consider yourself warned. Now, here's Raven. My dad, he's a double amputee, and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. Homes for our troops built this house, and my dad can get through the wide doorways. He can reach anything. Homes for Our Troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. And I just kept going on and on about myself. I'm taking a leak in the driveway. Just, I know you like to talk to total stranger. The story's got nothing to do with the Bruins game. It's what happened with Grandma. I was wondering if those were sadomasochism straps or something. <laughs> But I digress uh, from what I don't know. Get into the beautiful mind of Juan Juan only on the Mac Maloney Military X-Files show. Where is the Sea of Moons? Is it on the moon? Or in a haunted part of the Pacific Ocean? Or is it just in our heads? What if you dreamed of meeting a beautiful Irish girl, but she turned out to be a cop? What if you dreamed that you were on TV 24-7, but only the government knew the channel? And what if you dreamed you were shipwrecked on a deserted island and rescued by five lovely castaways, only to have some real pirates ruin the party? Then you should wake up and read The Sea of Moons, the latest installment in Mac Maloney's best-selling series, codenamed Starman. Follow the adventures of U.S. Navy Special Agent Chris Starr as he travels the globe using his special ESP powers to solve top-secret mysteries. First in Ireland, then in Tahiti, and finally to Hollywood, where Chris and his girlfriend Angel discover the only spooks inside an old haunted house belong to the CIA. That's Codename Starman, The Sea of Moons by Mac Maloney. On sale on Amazon and in bookstores everywhere. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Hong's Hat, and the very mysterious M-Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. 
You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. I'm going to go off that topic just a touch. Okay. Now, there has been for many years the biggest uh, Porsche swap meet in the world happens in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Go ahead. And it happens in the parking lot of Hershey Park. Yes. And it's early, it's like in April. Yes. So it, it happens way before the park is really open and crazy. Uh, so for years, they've scheduled a certain week every year. And then um, it, it turned that it, it ended up being on a like a holiday. Okay, like Easter. Yes. Or, you know, so a lot of the people were complaining they couldn't go to Hershey to do the swap meet. Okay. Because it was falling on a holiday, they had to be home with their family. Yes. So they tried getting Hershey Park to give them the week before. Okay. Yes. And what they found out was that there is a group of people that rent that area, that parking, those parking lots. Okay. And this is big. We're talking thousands Go ahead. of people. I know where this is going. Go ahead. These the people that rent it the week before yep. at Hershey are a group of people who buy those life size. Yes. Latex dolls. Oh yeah. Oh and wow. And they bring them on oh. vacation with them. Now well, hang on. Okay, it's a cheap date. They, <laughs> they, no, these things are four grand. Oh, I see. Or okay. better. Yes. These right. are thousands and thousands of dollars. Well, these are expensive. I know exactly. They're very lifelike. How would you know? Of all of us, why would you know? Right. So anyway, they uh, these guys bring them to the hotels around the area, and they. Put them in bikinis and bring them out to the bath uh, to the uh, swimming pools, and they dress them to take them to dinner. You're telling me that they go yeah, out to dinner with the with yeah, the, with yeah, the, with with the, the dolls. They take them to the pool and hang out with them, and they and they sit them together. You know, the women dolls at a pool <laughs> in bikinis and stuff. Stop, stop, stop. No, I'm serious. But how could how Mac? You you're kidding. You've never heard of this. They have guys bringing rubber dolls to they're pools rubber, and they're, to they're, dinner. You know, I had no idea this even was a thing. But apparently, there's thousands of them. It's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a big deal, you know. And they show them off and they buy. But don't you think it's a little odd to walk into a restaurant with, oh, a, with an inanimate object? With I big... think it's insanity. But yeah, okay, all right. To each his own. Okay. All, now um, they're also. Do they talk? I don't think they talk, but they do a lot of other things. They don't they really? Okay. Hey, Mac Maloney fans. This is Pistol Pete. Do you have any questions or comments or requests for the X-Files gang? Then just go to MacMaloney.com, hit the contact button, and send us a message. That's MacMaloney.com. And don't forget to hit the contact button. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Show Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. Very quickly, let me introduce the members of the Posse Girls. He's here, the very famous Juan Juan. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. Mm-hmm. Having fun the show so far. So uh, you're having sniffles and sneezes there, coughing up? Yeah. Yeah, huh? It's, it's like if it was pollen season or something for okay. me. It's like there's no pollen to be had. In England. Uh, I don't know. Maybe okay. there's dust in the house all of a sudden. I don't know. I've just been sneezing. And dust coughing. in the wind, yeah. I hope I'm not coming down with anything. No. Well, Al- you have allergies. You have the animals in your house, right? I've got allergies. I don't have allergies. I don't I don't have animals in here right now. I, the Yorkie is with the Sarah and Lisa. You have a hedgehog, don't you? 
I got the hedgehog. There you go. <laughs> oh, the hedgehogs Freaking hedgehogs. Oh, wow. <laughs> anyway. Wow. No, I think he's hibernating, though. We haven't seen him for a while. Oh, really? Either this that or hibernating. <laughs> on the other side of a Michelin tire. Hedgehog maybe. home and all kinds of stuff. Here we go. I feed him every night, even though I know he's not there, and I just keep feeding him and just to make sure, you know. Oh, that's freaking sad in a way. Oh, listen. Let's lighten things I'll up. Bye. Video that I've got from a drill camera. <laughs> no, Coco tonight. He's off protecting the country. However, Switchblade Steve That's Ward good. is here, our national correspondent. Switchy. And it's great to be here tonight. How's things with you? They are beyond wonderful, Mac. Super duper. Uh, also, here in the studio with us is uh, UFO mechanic Al Ronaldo. Al. Uh, good evening, Mac. Good evening, everyone. Okay, everything okay with you? Uh, things are just wonderful. Oh, they're really interesting. Uh, also up there, uh, lightening up the show, as always. Our uh, favorite uh, good witch up there in Sideways, and Raven is with us. Raven. Oh my God! Hi, thanks for having me. Hmm. So you went to you good cut day. your bangs today? Is that what we talked about earlier, or did I dream that? Yeah, they were like because they grow so fast, and they were like down to like here. So I was just kind of doing like a little snip snip here, huh. and it's like a little yeah. jagged. Yeah, it looks cool. It looks, it okay, it was good. Uh, are they supposed to be straight across all the time? I mean, exact length for each piece? I don't know. No, but um, it kind of looks like I cut them with, like, uh, I don't know, like an axe maybe or a machete that was a little or a dull. Pinking, pinking shears. Pinking shears. Yeah. Those jagged uh, hedge trimmers. They're always cloth. weapons. Right. Uh, also hedge joining trimmers. us tonight is a good razor. Martin Willis. How you doing there? Martin. Hey, doing great. Okay. Doing great. You're having fun. Podcast UFO, right? That's it. Podcast you it. UFO. Yep. Very yep. famous. You get a lot of people following you. You've been doing it for a long time. What, 10, more than 10 years if I was like the fourth guest? Yeah, it's 11. 11 Is now. it really? Yeah. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? It's still interesting to me. You know, I mean, because I still don't know what's going on, but no one it's does. really fascinating to hear people's thoughts on it. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? Yep. Um, and and uh, the stigma basically has changed a lot since uh, 2017. Basically, yep, yep. Um, so it's uh, it's easier to get you know brilliant people on to talk about it. Yep. The things have, um, uh, yeah. The landscape has changed. There's no doubt about it. When the Navy decided to come out and just verify the TikTok video and said that they were real, everything changed. Now it it didn't change for the better because as we talk about on this show a lot. These government agencies who are supposed to be looking into UFOs and also the Pentagon is saying to, they're looking into them and so is NASA looking into them. But they always just come up with these reports of stuff like, well, we know what half of them are. We don't know what the other half are. You know, we'll, we'll see in you know, another three months. I yeah. mean, there's nothing going on. <laughs> there's nothing. Well, joining us, joining us hot is uh, President Joe Biden. Look at him. Wow. Look, look at him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Barry yeah. Keefe. Wow. Sorry I'm late. I had a meeting at the White House. There you go. <laughs> Willie Club, yeah. I should say. Willie, thanks for joining us. A meeting at the White House. Did you take yeah, some documents with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My Windows 10 was updating while I'm trying to get in yep. Yep. the system, so it had me you know, pretty much locked out. Uh -huh. That happened to me the other day. All of a sudden, Windows 10 right. says, you got to shut everything off. you know. And then they told me to buy a new computer because they're not going to support whatever oh, I have in my computer. Oh, wow. Man. Okay. Yeah, so that's anyway. how it works. Uh, so uh, thanks for joining us, uh, Willie Club. So we were talking about, and, and this is a, a subject we talk about a lot, is that um, 
you know, we just said that after 2017, 18, when the Navy decided to verify the Tic Tac videos and all these committees and everything sprung up and everyone, you know, there was a, there was a, a point for about two months where everyone was kind of excited because some of the stuff they were saying, it was kind of like, we're finally going to look into this. We're finally going to. And then ever since then, it's been mamby pamby. It's the same old thing, you know. As I said before, well, we know what 100 of them are, but we don't know what the other 50 are. The thing is, is if you don't know what right. one of them is, there's a problem. There's a problem. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So do you find the same thing, They just Martin? issued a new report, I think, a few days ago. But it's yeah, they did. Club? Yeah. yeah. Club's and now it's, there's been 366 reports in the last year, mm-hmm. and 170-something of them, they do not understand what they, they are. They have no clue. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, see, that's what's funny about it. I don't know. The, they, the main it problem. might be a national security problem. We don't yeah. know yet. A safety can, problem. Can I, can Go I ahead. break in on that? Go are ahead. we on the air? Certainly. Yes, we are. Yes. Yeah, we are. Yes. We're on the air. Uh, We're not on Mac, TV. one of the things you asked me to do on the uh, club report today was to cover that, uh, you know, thing that came out last week right. on this whole subject. So right. if you want, I can tell you what I Yeah, just go ahead. Here. Yeah, for sure. Reporting the latest in the U.S. military's new investigation into UFOs and what they still aren't telling you. It's time for the Club Report. Well, as we know, last week we had uh, some information coming out from uh, the uh, DOD. And uh, basically it was a media blitz. And uh, I went through it, and uh, as you know, I've been following it closely. And uh, the first thing I got out of it is, uh, first of all, there's nothing new in there. You know, I no. looked at the different pieces of information, there's the, the tic-tac video and all that. But um, is, uh, the only thing they reported was there was somewhere in the area of another 350 sightings, right. you know, since November. Um, but the important thing here and the thing that's getting to me is that uh, it's budget time for the DOD. Yeah. Yes. And all of a sudden, you know, they've come out with this uh, media blitz, which really doesn't give us anything if, <laughs> if you go through it closely. Um, and uh, so, first of all, I, I think it's it's motivated by that. We know that, you know, they've been under a lot of pressure from Congress. Uh to investigate the the so-called UFOs, UAP sightings. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they've been getting a lot of money. They set up that new uh, group last November. Yep. And uh, we, as you know, we haven't heard much. And now all of a sudden we're in the middle of budget time. And uh, there has been some talk in Congress, as you know, in the past couple of weeks. They're looking at a lot of things, including parts of the DOD's budget. Yep, yep, yep. And yes. so I personally feel that... Uh, this is driven by the DOD to try to show everyone that uh, they're really doing something. But to me, there's, there was really nothing there. And um, it's, it's the same right old now, stuff. Uh, today, the uh, Republican congressman uh, from Tennessee, Tim Burchett. Yes. He, uh, he come out and he uh, accused the government of a cover-up on UFOs yes, after right. seeing this uh, cool. media blitz. <laughs> okay. So there's, there's all kinds there's hope of yet. Uh, stuff going on here. But I don't know about anybody else, but I didn't see anything there that gave me any new information. No. 
I mean, see, that's the strange thing about it is that for years and years and years and years, they denied they existed, denied they looked into them, and so on and so forth. And then all of a sudden, they change, complete change, turnaround, and say, well, we do you know, recognize they exist, and we're going to study them. And then, you know, once again, I said before, we were hopeful there for a while until these reports started kind of driven, driving out, and they're just like the same old stuff, you know. Well, you know, it was Venus in this point, but these other <clears throat> these other 150, we don't know what happened. I mean, you know, at least before when you they know, were denying it, they weren't telling us they didn't know what the hell they were. You know what I mean? You, you know, you, to further that whole thing, did you see also last week the New York Times and the Boston Globe uh, showed something there that uh, – here, it makes me again be questionable about this. Um, in uh, the 2023 defense spending bill, the DOD tucked in a financial amendment in the bill that authorizes the DOD to investigate an incident about an avocado-shaped object mm. that supposedly struck a tower in New Mexico in 1945 where the first atomic bomb was detonated in July. Okay. All right. Yes. Um, here that's, we go again. They, that's they what they're looking into. The that one? They're running out of things to talk about. So yeah, what do fun. they do now? Now they come up with a 1945 yeah, event to, to justify their existence. See, the, the question is, is and Martin, maybe you can you know, answer this because you, you know, I delve into this uh, every week deeply. So if you're thinking about how the government thinks, okay, and everyone everyone wants to think that on one hand the government is stupid and can't do anything, but on the other hand when people dream up these unbelievable conspiracies, they think that they are infallible. You know what I mean? I mean we have to really think the government kind of rumbles along, okay? So what would be their motive for, as I say, taking the pivot in 2017 and 18 and saying, okay, we acknowledge these things are around we're studying them. Why didn't they just keep on denying? Well, I know, yeah, money, money. I can see that. And as you said off here, uh, Club, you know, they have to justify the space force. Um, I just don't know why they open themselves up for even more criticism than they were getting before. Martin, do you have the uh, the answer to that? Well, yeah, you know, I had I had Stanton Friedman, who who's uh, had you know quite a name in the UFO world before he passed away. Uh, I had him on the show right after that that uh, article came out in December 16, 2017 yes. in the New York Times, and that caused a big splash. <clears throat> and that was his biggest question. Why now? Mm. Why is this happening now? And, right. and, you know, never really came up with the reason for it. I think that it was going to come out sooner or later because that video, uh, those videos were floating around, started in Germany. Somehow they got released there. Yes. So I think people were going to see these things that were unquestionably, you know, unusual that couldn't be explained. Right. And uh, so I think they may have to have to uh, move forward. Then Lou, Lou Elizondo, you know, retired, uh, quit basically. Mm -hmm. So he could basically talk about it. Mm -hmm. And so that, that started the ball rolling, I think, more or less. But do you think but, that it might be something just as simple as, you know, Club has talked about on the show many times, is they want their slice of the defense budget. You know what I mean? They want they want more money. They're always that's, – that's how the military uh, the defense budget works. It's like a big corporation. You, you ask for stuff, and you have to justify a new tank, a new justify ship. Justify your new, existence. Yeah, new right. plane. <laughs> Whatever you know, and you and and you and you get as much as you can, and maybe now 
This is just a way, as they say, to justify the space force or maybe to fund some kind of secret asteroid destroying thing because Club is convinced that this is like some kind of a smokescreen for the fact that asteroids uh, asteroids make a have a, a far greater threat to the uh, existence of the Earth than UFOs. And in a way, he's right. You never know. Well, the budget it was is very small actually mm-hmm. for this part of it. So I don't I don't think that's the motive myself. Mm. I I never really thought of it really, to be frank. But uh, but I I don't know you know exactly why. But you know I mean, a lot of people are suggesting that it's just window dressing, that you know that they're 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 going to just do what they've always done and say really nothing to see here. And in the report, you know they do talk about. Uh, the explanation of the things they can explain is one of them. It says balloon and balloon like entities, which I think is yeah. a very strange thing to say. Good name for a band. I wait for so, more avocado entities. Yeah. But you know, one of the things they never talk about, and I'm glad they are reaching way back to the 1940s because they really are now. Okay. Uh, because uh, they, they say, well, this could be drones. This could be that this could be explainable. Um, but you know, these things were moving uh, 90 degree angles at a thousands of miles an hour sure. in 1960. Back then, you know, there's no way we had that technology and hit it all this all these years. Right. Yes. See, that's the strange thing about at it. Risk. I mean, we haven't seen any crashes, anything. All these different things up there, supposedly that are putting us uh, aircraft at risk. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been anything. There they really take a safety. All that I've heard of. They're always thinking. And they're thinking now, and maybe this is it. They're saying, well, it could be Chinese, could yeah. be Russian. Yeah, uh, the Russians aircraft. don't have – the Russians can't beat Ukraine. They don't have these unbelievably <laughs> unbelievable weapons. And and a lot of drones, Chinese drones, are probably what happened to those destroyers off of Santa Catalina there a couple of years ago. But how the – whatever they were acted in the TikTok videos and also many you know, videos that have been around – you know, for years and also recent ones, is they don't act like a like an airplane, like a jet, like an Earth-made rocket missile acts. You know, they anything with propulsion. Yeah, it's a it's a different way of propulsion. Okay, and that's obvious because they they fly in ways that you know we can't. You know, so and and once again, they always, no matter what, they always bring up the word air safety. Now, that's one thing that started in 2017, 2018, yeah. as if. Air safety is the reason we're looking into these things. Not that they're mysterious and no one knows what the F they are, you know. So anyway, listen, I just want to say this. Let's get to an important part of the show, the skew of the show. Switchy, get ready. Now let's look at Switch today. Now look at his hair. Hair nicely parted. He had a haircut a couple years ago. Very distinct. Oh, when he takes the glasses off. Oh, look at him. All right, listen. So this this what movie star does he look like? Well, we we go Wait. from uh, we go from Richard like Dreyfus to Burl Ives. <laughs> so take it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, listen. So Switchy, I'm gonna guess. Looking at him, I'm gonna. I'm gonna next g- casting. Uh, he'd be the heavy in a movie, right? Wouldn't he be like the heavy, the guy who would pistol whip you? No. He would. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. No, he'd be the man behind the oh. <laughs> I'd be the lovable sidekick that gets killed halfway through the movie. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, yeah. The... <laughs> and the hero, uh, you know, takes vengeance. The... Oh, really? Because of you. You're the guy in the orange yeah. shirt on Star Trek. We get it. <laughs> yeah. No name. Red shirt. Yep. So listen, uh, Switch, I'm going to say, looking at you, I'm going to say that you stayed in. Because last week I said you stayed in for breakfast, and I was wrong. So I'm going to say you stayed in for breakfast today. Please tell us, Switchy. 
The world wants. I, I considered. I, I heavily considered staying in, oh. but then I thought, no, I'm going to make another pilgrimage up the street to Tudor's Biscuit World. Tudor's Biscuit <laughs> World. <laughs> okay, go ahead, please tell us. I go look that place up. Yeah, I had this morning. I had what they call the big tater. <laughs> You see, down here they spell uh, wow. uh, potatoes with a T. Okay, <laughs> wow. Now the big tater says yes. uh, diced potatoes, oh. smeared with uh, uh, scrambled eggs, oh, bacon, yeah. wow. and gravy. Oh, uh, your heart. Oh. Are you oh, serious? It's fine. It's fine. Hot as fire. Um, yeah, no problem. Now I did not eat the. They also give you a giant biscuit. On the side, mm. I've explained their biscuits are one third the side of size of Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. I did not eat that. I had had a couple bites, but I thought, okay, I've had enough calories. Did you bring it so home? Set that on the side. <laughs> I've biscuits. had enough. I've had eight thousand calories. I've had cup, enough. So a did, cup of hot black coffee. Drink it like a man, baby. Hey, there listen. Did you bring no, the you roll can, home? You have your choice. You can have it in a uh, styrofoam cup, yes, yes. or you can have it in a mug. And I always get mine in a mug. In a mug. Fancy. But, it has been fancy, right? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. All right, so let me guess. Uh, I'm going to say the Grand Slam at uh, the, the 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 Biscuit House, Biscuit Heaven. I'm going to say that cost you eight fifty. A little less than that. I think it was really? seven something. Okay. Yeah. And what you leave wow. for tip? Are, are you are you uh, do you, are you familiar with the waitress yet? Assuming it's a waitress. <laughs> uh, am I familiar with what now? Never mind. <laughs> that means he, that means he I, left a low well, yeah, tip. Yeah, the, 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 the lady that there. waited on me. See yes. what they what they do is that they uh, you you put your order in, go ahead, and then you go down and, and sit down at your table, yes. and they bring it out to you. Ah, huh, okay. Uh, right. Also, it's like you a... get a you get a biscuit and gravy. That's <sighs> just they can whip that up in like three seconds, and sometimes you can just take that right to your seat. But they come and they bring you. They give you your coffee, your yes. your your silverware, your napkins. Yes. And you go to your seat, and then they bring your stuff out for you. Okay. Oh. All right. I'm going to say okay. he tipped it. So seven fifty. I'm going to say he left five bucks. Well, the thing is about Tudor's Biscuit World. Uh oh. They uh they don't. Uh, there's no uh, provision for tipping. They don't even have a tip cup there. And I would gladly put money in a tip cup. Well, leave it on the I, table. Oh, I, I know I, why you go there. Leave it on the I table. Oh, wow. You know, Me out. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I was, uh, I was just starting to like club again. You know? Oh, yeah. come on. Yeah. No. So, so why don't you just leave five bucks on the table there, Switchy? Well, I don't I don't think they uh, they approve of that. So. Okay. They might not allow it. Really? They don't they're allow tips? They're going to be making no. like above A lot of these places wage. down here don't have any any uh, tip cups. Wow. Really? I'm always, I'm always happy. Jobs that I wouldn't be crazy about doing, that people wait on me and take care of me, yeah. I'm very happy to leave a few bucks in their tip cups. Yeah, yeah, sure. You bet. Hey, Mac. <laughs> Mac. Yes. I just clicked on the menu for breakfast, and the right up front is the big tater. Oh. I'm looking at that puppy, and I'm going... Now that makes a good side, or it comes with the super breakfast. By the way, the super breakfast. Now we're talking. Ever had the super breakfast there, Switchy? And it says, uh, "Please, please yeah, don't tip us." Please, right. does it ever say yeah. that though? Tell us what the super I breakfast don't is. See that? Hey, the, uh, hey, Mac, I got to run. I'm sorry to say. Oh, there he goes. Well, let's clap him okay. off. He's hungry, and he's gonna go get a snack. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's all about. Pod, yeah. Podcast UFO, right, Martin Willis? Podcast that's UFO, right? right? And I got to tell you, he's. Yes. Uh, his number one son, Evan, is the editor of this show. So we should probably clap for Evan. Oh, right. There you go. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. And I'll have him sweeten yeah. up his own applause later on there you in go. the editing process. Yeah. Thank He's you, Martin. edit out his own applause. Thank yeah. you. We got dressed up for you, um, uh, but uh, next time. We'll be next dressed time. Up again, okay? All right. Take All right. care, everyone. See you later. Have a good night. Martin, be good. Take yeah. care. Yeah. Be safe. Right. Yeah. Peace. No. Bye. Bye. IHOP. IHOP has Hi. a commercial out right now go for ahead. a tutti frutti, fresh and fruity... Oh boy. Breakfast. Now, 
I don't know if there's any IHOPs oh. around. There's none around here. Yeah. Oh. I don't think they'd call we, it that down in we West We have Virginia. an IHOP here, but isn't yeah. it? Didn't they change it to IHOP to include yes. all breakfasts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They changed their name, and it was like a disaster. Really? Because uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they might have changed it back. Yeah, um, we have an yeah. IHOP here, and that sounds ten out of ten awful. And I'm not going to go. Let me. Uh, was, yeah, that's. There was a commercial on TV. It used to be good tonight. back in the old days. I hunt, yeah. yeah. When it was called the International House of the Pancakes. Yeah. Good munchy food. They had the the what, moons over Miami and uh was that them? <laughs> wow, wow, I don't know, man. I think it was. You might have no idea. That. No, okay. Hey Switch. Yeah. Yeah. So you tried their uh, roadkill special there? Oh, no. <laughs> Could you be more specific? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. know. I, different yeah. restaurants down there. It's a different one every Not by choice. The, uh, the uh, slow possum roadkill. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a, that'd be a hefty one. Yeah. Hey, uh, Juan, Juan. Juan, can you just. Smothered yes. gravy. Can you read us the super breakfast now that we're in the mood before we take a break? The super breakfast. Uh, let's see. It's uh, your choice of sausage or bacon, okay. two eggs, mm. fried potatoes, fried apples, gravy, and our homemade. Biscuit. Fried and apple. It's kind of a tiny picture. It's not a hot mm. link for me to blow it up, but it looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. A heart yeah. attack on a plate. Yeah, oh, you man. ain't kidding. Wow. But the cholesterol stuff. <laughs> I don't care. I can eat that big there every day. That is good. Yeah, that, that looks, looks good. Really they, got, good. they have good stuff there, man. That's cool. Well, listen, why don't wow. we uh, uh, take a break now and uh, while we're all starving? And uh, we'll be right back after this. You're listening <laughs> to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54. How about Tonopah Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. UFOs are found in Renaissance art, on ancient coins, and etched on cave walls. They're even reported in the Bible. But more surprising is when UFOs are seen the most in times of war. Through centuries, thousands of UFO sightings have been made by high-ranking officials, military pilots, and ordinary soldiers. Often, these fantastic appearances occur at the height of great battles. From World War I to D-Day to Korea, Vietnam, and beyond, military investigators are baffled. Why do UFO sightings spike so drastically during wartime? Could it be mistaken aircraft, or is someone, or something, looking in on us? In UFOs in wartime, what they didn't want you to know, Mac Maloney chronicles centuries of these incredible sightings and tries to solve the puzzle of why so many UFOs are seen while humanity is at war. Read about the scare ships, the ghost planes, and the ghost rockets, alien giants in the jungles of Vietnam, UFOs controlling our ICBM bases, dogfights with flying saucers during the Gulf War, and more. 
300 pages of unbelievable stories, along with many startling photographs. That's UFOs in Wartime, What They Didn't Want You to Know, by Mac Maloney. On sale at your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Black Eyed Kid is waving to me frantically. Okay, it turns out he wrote to me. He's got a little bit of a, he's shy. He's a shy kid, Mac. You know that, right? Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. In my observations, yeah. A little bit of a crush on Raven. So, um, yeah, he just asked if he could just have the mic eh, just for 30 seconds or so just to uh, deliver some pickup lines to her. Raven, you ready? You better drink about two or three more of those. Okay, go I'm ahead. Ready. All right, hey, kids ready? Here we go. Hey, Raven, are you a magician? Because when I look at you, everyone else disappears. Come on, Juan Juan, where are you? I thought you'd say, ah, at least that. Okay, all right. That's, that, that's a good one. Want to give it a, a on a scale of one to ten? Give it a, I'm jealous. I didn't think of that one. Eight? Uh, that's that's easily like a 200. Wow. Okay. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Why don't we just go on and let's see how far this goes. Do you have more? Okay. Okay, good. Uh, hey, Raven, did you just come out of the, the oven? Because you're hot. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Why don't we just move on? Let's see how quick this goes. You're forking me. I'm done. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Juicing it up. I give it a four. A four? Okay. Oh, thanks. Out of ten? <laughs> four out of ten. Okay, good. Four out of four? Okay. Hey, Raven, do you like raisins? Yeah. Then how about a date? <laughs> Boy, are these the old bar pickup lines or what? Oh, yeah. These are clever. Oh, yeah. That's... The creativity that is a 10. They always crack me up. I made these up. Go ahead. Uh, let's just go with it. Oh. Okay, go. Okay. Do you know CPR? Because you take my breath away. <laughs> She's vomiting. Okay. Isn't that a song from Top Gun? Yes. Yeah. Top Gun 2 sure coming is. out. And Little Tooth uh, Tom Cruise there. This week. Uh, please, kid, let's get us out of this. Go. Okay. Hey, Raven, do you have an extra heart? Because mine has just been stolen. <laughs> I would, see, you're wearing her down there, kid. That's good, too. Yeah, okay. Like Go ahead, please, kid. I can do it again. Okay. Hey, Raven, did you just come out of the oven? Because you look yummy. Oh, oh take it a turn. Okay, let's go. Move. Go ahead. Next one, please, kid. Kids. Hey, Raven, you remind me of my sister. But in a romantic way. <laughs> That's the best one. Oh my god, it's oh, so wow. um it's so flattering. Okay. Because I know you love your sister. So much. No, so much. <laughs> oh yeah, please. Nice kid. Hey Raven. <laughs> I bought the most expensive binoculars in the world. That's how much I love you. <laughs> 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 Finishing strong. Wow. Oh, Go. yeah. Go, please. Okay, ready? Yep. Hey, Raven. I secretly changed my name to your name. <laughs> so when I tongue kiss the mirror, I'll feel like we're finally doing it. Oh, <laughs> oh she left the bar on that one. Uh, Hello, are you still mm -hmm. there? You broke her. <laughs> <I'm> screaming. <laughs> she did. That might be She's it. calling 911, I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go one more. Let's see what happens. Can I do one more? Okay. Yep. Hey, Raven, does this rag smell like chloroform to you? <laughs> 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 
Ten point. Wow. If you don't answer, I know it's true. <laughs> next, next, please. Let's do that. Um, can I read your T-shirt, Raven, in Braille? <laughs> Fantastic. I'm very thorough. She's I almost spit my beer out. She left. <sighs> Blind people matter. Wow. I gotta clear the fog right. for my uh, I see, I see. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> hey, Raven, will you help me find my lost puppy? I think he went to that cheap motel room across the street. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I said she'd love it. Let's see what happens. Okay, go on, kid. Let's Can go. I say another? Okay. Hey, Raven. Just say yes now, and I won't have to spike your drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Pick up lines on the kid. I love you more than my jar of fingers. Don't point fingers at me. Okay. Is it, are we at the end? <laughs> yeah, you point your finger, okay. you lose it. I got one more. Okay, one, one more. Gang. Hey, Raven. The last time I saw a body like yours, I was burying it in my basement. Welcome back, everyone, to Macaroni's Milk our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni. Well, what a show we have for you tonight. Um, earlier, we had um, Martin Willis, who is the uh, very famous podcast for Podcast UFO, join us. Uh, we learned that um, Juan Juan would probably never be the Queen of England, but never say never. And also, this what you had a huge breakfast today. So now you're all caught up. We talked about this uh, last week. Let me introduce everyone real quick. Juan, you see a Juan Juan looking good. Hello, Mac. Hello, everybody. Is that an electronic background there? Or is that a real library? It's uh, it's uh, electronic. It's my old yeah. library okay. back in New Hampshire. All right. Okay. I Good. miss it. Yeah. I should go take it with me exactly as it is. What are those Pantau's forums doing up there? Is that? Yeah. All right. Listen. Anyway, no cocoa tonight. Uh, he's out saving the world. Switchblade Steve Watt is here, however. Switching. Great to be here. Okay. And uh, what's the weather like down there, down south? Down in Dixie. Uh, it's uh, it was in the uh, 40, upper 40s today. Uh, mm-hmm. I think 60s, maybe tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, too bad. much rain though, and then uh, it bounces around a bit. Uh, 40s, you know. Okay. Uh, I, I'm always guaranteed uh, probably a good 10 degrees from uh, Michigan down here. Nor- oh really? Yeah. Well, that's one good. Of those those damn polar blasts come all the way yes. down and, and follow me down here. <laughs> okay, we'll see. That would be a real conspiracy. Why are they following you around? Anyway. Well, I don't know. It's my charisma, probably. That could be it. Definitely. Uh, also with us is our security chief, Willie Clavis. Yeah, WC. Hey, hey Mac. Yeah, great to be here tonight. Okay, if, yeah, if good show so far, I'll tell you. If it Whitey Bulger and uh, Joe Biden had a kid, he'd look like you. <laughs> oh, I, I had to have my shades on tonight. I bought a new uh, light for my camera. Oh, okay. All and right. I got to adjust it so 
right now. It's like What's being good? in Grand Central Station. So I said, it, I got to put my shades on. We're all wearing shades. Sun lamp or something. It's like, is it a 300 watt three way or something? I don't know. What but it looks good, though. It looks good. That front lighting makes them look good, though. Yeah, they're cool. We're talking about three ways. Wait a minute. No, wait, hang on. Also with us is our, uh, oh, uh, that voice you just heard with that comment we'll probably have to cut out is uh, <laughs> beautiful mechanic Al Ronaldo in the studio with us, Al. Uh, good evening, folks. Good evening, mm-hmm. Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, saving the best for last, I think, I think is uh, Raven up there in upstate New York. No, wait, sideways New York. Raven, how are you tonight? I'm doing good. Okay. Thanks for having me. So you, um, we thought we were going to be on TV earlier tonight. We weren't. But uh, what are you wearing there? Is that your on TV ensemble? One on one. Um, it's just a sweatshirt. I don't know. Okay. It says life is short. Don't try too hard. Wow. Oh, wow. man. Nice. I want so that engraved. Like it. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Time for tattoos. <laughs> yes. All right. I love that. Okay. Good. Good advice. Uh, and you know, uh, those sweatshirts, Raven, you, do you go, what do you go to the sweatshirt uh, festival to get all these sweatshirts that you come up with? Yes. The sweatshirt festival. I, great. Of, I love sweatshirts, especially in the winter. It's like all I wear. Well, and yeah, the Ugly. I just I look yeah. wear them too all day. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, My Abbey Road Studio sweatshirt is the most snuggly one that I have. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, nice How much was that? It. How much was that? About four hundred bucks. Uh, no, it was only forty bucks. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's and, not bad uh, at all. Okay. At the Abbey Road store. Um, we're going to try to bring someone in hot, as they say in the business. Okay. It's all the way from Edmond, Canada. So Edmonton, Canada. Let's see what happens. This is our good friend Kim, and Sarah Shea. I think. I know you're not supposed to do this on the air, but let's see what happens. All the way from Canada. Very cold up there. Canada. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Here he goes. Here we go. Let's go. Something is happening. Yeah. This is radio at its best, folks. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> wow. The, okay. the anticipation. I thought the top 10 would be funny, Juan one. No? What happened? What? Uh, um, it's kind of it was cool. Okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. Let's let's they can't hear us, but let's clap for them anyway. <laughs> Hello, Kim and Sarah. How are you? We are here. Okay. All right. We can hear Listen. you and see you. This is excellent. Okay, we brought you in hot on the show. You're on the air. Okay. Just want to warn you. And uh, thanks for joining us. Kim and Sarah up there in Edmonton, Canada, right? Thanks for having us. Glad okay. to be here. Hey, please ever. <laughs> now look at that. Kim looks like he's one of the Star Troopers on Star Trek or something. You're all dressed in white. Is that by purpose? Oh, no, wait a <laughs> okay. All right. So thanks for wait, joining us. We appreciate robotic. it. <laughs> yeah. That's whatever he said. I agree. Wow. Right. Okay. <laughs> we need a translator, I think. So, uh, how's things up there in the Great White North, up in Canada? White. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it's really been warm, so it's yeah. been unbelievable, and the Oilers are kicking butt. Now, what is warm Boston, to you? Boston, which I guess is kicking butt too. What is warm to you? Twenty degrees, thirty degrees. What is it? Right thirty. Now? Thirty max. Yeah, wow, 30 really? F. Okay. All right. Yep. Minus one, two Celsius. Yeah, Celsius right now, and it's we're looking out the window here, and it's about minus six. Yeah, yeah, we don't know that. The sun's down. Twenties. Twenty. Yeah, Celsius. Or don't, the Celsius. We don't understand that. Fahrenheit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's at about thirty. Twenty-eight. Yeah. It's 20, full of freezing. Yeah. yeah Zero Celsius 20. is thirty-two. Yeah. So oh, really? I, I grew up with that system. Twenty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah grew up with the metric system, they but try- I grew up with the imperial system. So it's kind of like, you know, 
It makes it, it made sense to me, the metric system. Mm-hmm. I, I remember trying to memorize all that stuff one, one, and it was like, oh my goodness. For what? What? Right. How many ounces in a cup? What's that? How many? I was confused for sure. And I they made it into tens. It was like, I'm in. How many and, kilos of the pound? I'm dealing with the kilos. Well, we 2.2. So, yeah, yeah, we, we know, know that as it turns out. We know that. 2.2, 454 <laughs> grams in a pound. I have to know that for my dog, so. Oh, you do. <laughs> so, uh, listen, you've but had. Um, you've speed had, limits are in miles per hour, so that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. In the UK, it's in miles per hour. Yeah. Right. yeah. You remember when yeah. they tried to do the conversion? Yes. The, the, funny. Yes, it was back in the 70s. On the highway speeds in the United States, and they had the signs that had both speeds. So, like, speed limit was 65, but it was actually 100 uh, kilometers per hour, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like that. But everyone's yeah. going like 100 do, MPH. There's your needle. You're doing 100. I'm doing 100, man. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds so impressive. It's it's like a hero. Let me uh no, I gotta no, tell you a story. Signs down after a couple of years. It was stupid. Now, let me tell you yeah, the, let me tell you a story that. about that, the yeah. metric system for me. Now one one, as you know, I went to film school. And I, I for my final project I had to make a film and it turned out to be a film on the US converting to the metric system oh. with um Red Sox pitcher Bill Lee, remember Spaceman? Remember yeah, that guy? Right on. Yeah, we went through. He was in it. Yes, we went through. We jumped through more hoops than you would believe to get this guy, and we finally did. And then to get the use of Fenway Park, and to get the use of him in a Red Sox uniform, because wow. it was a, it was going to be an educational film and it was going to be sold, so he could wear the Red Sox uniform, right? Okay. So. We go through it. It was crazy. We were filming, and it ran, you know, the first two days it rained, and it was nuts. So finally he did it. He was a good guy. You know, he was probably stoned while he was there. He appeared to be stoned. <laughs> and um, we got to be friends with him in a way. And then we do it, and we cut it, and we edit it, and then that's when the U.S. decided not to go to the metric system. <laughs> What'd you get for a grade? Just your luck. I got an F. I feel like, no, I got a D. Um, no, no, no. I, I had to write it. That's what really sucked. Now I had to sit down and write this some stupid thing. Wow. But yeah, yeah. They just completely said, you know, they changed the measurements at Fenway Park. They actually put the metric, the metric measurements out on the wall, so it was good for us. I we could that. say, here it is. Oh, blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom! They said, no one's getting this. They took down all the signs. They took down all those road signs. There had to be millions. Yeah, of they them. did. Yeah. Whoa. Well, a yeah. lot of the road signs had both speeds, the, the, uh, both systems on the yeah. side. Too, com- too complicated. That screwed everybody. When yeah. you go and buy at hundred miles an hour. Yeah. yeah what that say? <laughs> Uh, well, we still have a lot of tourists from the U.S. that like to go really fast down here, thinking it's a hundred. So yeah, really, yeah. MPH. I've been there and done <laughs> that. Come to no. Canada for that. Right, it's a speed limit of a hundred. You know. Yeah. Oh wow. So this Montana still. Yep. Kim and Shay, um, uh, Kimmy, we were talking about uh, off air earlier today. You yourself have had like two or three or people you know have had strange UFO encounters, right? Probably ones we haven't heard about. Can you tell us about them? Like starting with yours. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, my cousin's first one, that was kind of the one that sparked it when I was about seven. And she was on the radio and everything with it, but they live out on the farm and she'd come out to see what was going on with her cats. And uh, one of the tomcats had gotten in after the kittens. And so she was looking after trying to find these kittens that had all been thrown around, kind of ran off. Go ahead. And so she walked up the roadway up to the gravel road that connects them. And she looked out in the field and they, she thought that she had seen a new granary that they put out there and then realized that they hadn't no some granary out there. So she started staring at it and all of a sudden it kind of lifted up 
And she realized she wasn't looking at a granary and she was seeing something really odd. So she ran back to the house, grabbed her sister. They jumped in the car mm-hmm. and they actually followed it all the way down to this well, the dead man river is what it is. The old man river, sorry, the old man river and nope. <laughs> uh, followed it all the way there. And then it just beamed out like at an angle of about probably 60 degrees straight up mm-hmm. and gone like in a split second. And yeah. she's had a couple other ones, but I mean, yeah, I think, getting to my my own situation i think uh, when we were when i was just a young feller like i'm talking 1985 this happened in the last week of november mm-hmm. the last uh the last saturday in november Go ahead. i think it was the 27th and uh i was with a couple of buds and we were watching a hockey game mm-hmm. and we came out to get a six pack and kind of head back to this guy's apartment downtown edmonton a six and pack my friend who is uh he's adorable James, James, if you're out there, you you were with me. James is a lawyer today. Uh, James uh, knows I know airplanes. So he kind of looked up at this thing and he says, hey, Kim, what, what, what is that? What's that flying over the city right now? I looked up and I was like, instantly, I kind of thought, Mac, it was a tarp that came off a building. Okay. Because yep. I've seen that before and it looks really odd at night, a, a flying tarp through the air. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's it. and then no, no, no. Because the it changed from looking like a um, a rectangle into a triangle. Mm. And that's what really got my attention. And then there was lights. So I was like, okay, hold it now. Tarps don't have lights. And then now I started getting really excited. So I was jumping up and down. <laughs> I started yelling and screaming kind of things. Okay, yeah. Everybody take a look at this. What is this? What is this? And I got these uh, police officers. And we're talking about 11 o'clock at night. So these police officers are across the street here. Okay. At the York Hotel in Edmonton. And they were had a couple of the girls of the night they were talking to. And they started yelling at me like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> So I started pointing at this object moving through the sky and I went over to them like, Hey guys, what, what the hell is this? Look at, look up this, look at this triangle flying through the sky. Yes. And, and they, in the oddest way, Mac, these guys, they looked up at it. They were all upset at first, kind of like, why, what's wrong with you? And then they looked up at it and they looked at me as calm as could be. And they said, well, son, that's a kite. <laughs> and I said, a kite. A kite. Wow, you got, <laughs> wow. who's flying the kite? It was minus t- like, we're talking, it was cold that night, Mac. We're minus 25 Celsius. So, Go ahead. And, at and blowing. Please translate that for us. The ceiling uh, Cobra was about 5,000 feet. Okay. And I mean, it was like, no way. There's no kite. Nobody's flying a kite downtown, you guys. I looked at them. I started laughing because I was like, you got to be kidding me. You're going to give me that response. And then they went right back to doing their business with these girls, writing down their book. Wow. And paid no attention to me. And I walked and kept following it. And it just lifted up through the clouds with the lights shining in the clouds. And off it went and I was like okay oh. that was weird um I, my brother-in-laws are brother-in-law and brother are both air traffic controllers one was working that night mm-hmm. I got to a telephone and actually phoned him to see if there was anything reported or anything he said no he said I don't know what you saw and I was like okay whatever we kind of left it at that it was back in the day when people didn't really yak about any of that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. I kept it under my hat for years yes but oddly enough there's a really weird coincidence with this it happened years later in about 2000, I was working as a, I, I kept care of the city hall and as a groundskeeper and I drove around in a little golf cart and I cruised around downtown Edmonton and I had this guy following me around for a couple of days in the city truck. And oh. I was like, okay, I got a little paranoid. I'm like, what's this guy following me for, right? <laughs> I'd hit the sidewalk and lose him and okay, whatever. I kept doing my job and he caught up to me in a couple of days anyways. And he introduced himself and he just wanted to go for a bike ride with me and he found out that I was a bike rider so I rode with this guy for what to cut to the chase for oh, a while I, I got to be his friend and I just happened to mention to him on a ride one day I said hey you ever seen anything weird and he starts telling me this story about this triangle 
And I'm like, oh, really? I said, well, that's crazy. I said, what in Grand Prairie? Okay, Grand Prairie is north of our city, yep. northwest, about 400 kilometers. Okay. So I'm like, okay, uh, he's a lot younger than me. He's the same age as Sarah. Actually, they're only a couple weeks apart in age. But I said, uh, Corey, his name is. I said, Corey, I said, when when did that happen? He said, oh, it was my, it was, uh, it was the first weekend of the winter. I was nine. I said, okay, I'm doing the math. I go, what, 85? I go, you got to be kidding me. It was the last weekend in November in 1985. Yeah. Hello. That's, I said to him, I go, I got to tell you a story. So I told him my story and he just kind of was right on. We kind of just were like, he, he thought I was making it up. I'm sure. Cause he says, there's no way he didn't see that too. I, there's no way huh. I said, I was like the same night, my friend, you saw the same thing I saw. What was it? I was just kind of like, I can't believe that we just kind of ran in each other. Yeah. 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 Same, you know what I mean? Like, just really weird. So why was he Very chasing weird. you around? Because you're in a golf cart? He won the golf cart? <laughs> I, was, I was always, always incognito. So, so what do you think it was? What do you think it was? If you had to guess. Well, you know, I've talked to Coco about that one a lot and other people. And I mean, the triangle today is now, Coke. it seems to yeah. me. You know, I wish even Corey, who's, he's, he's a spiritual feller. And I said to him just, couple days ago actually i said do you think that that was more of a symbol like do you think like you know like the catholic trilogy kind of symbol like really? do you think there's like something to this that that yes. we're missing yes. that's actually just a effing symbol and nothing else just mm-hmm. a symbol just to show you something and we're taking way too much out of it mm-hmm. and maybe when well, he agrees right because he believes in god to the core and mm-hmm. he thinks maybe we're being communicated with in a sort of way that we can understand today better than angels you know do you know that uh... i don't know do you know I that, have no idea, Matt. The, the change, the the reason that Christianity uh, became legal was because of a UFO. If you read chapter one of my book, UFOs and What Time, on sale everywhere, you'll find out that you know right before you know about two two hundred fifty A.D. There was a big battle outside of Rome, and whoever was going to win was going to be the next emperor of Rome. There he is. Thank you, Club. There's the cover, and um. Um, and so the guy who had the smaller army, the underdog, had a dream that he um, saw a cross in the sky. And then the next day, sure enough, a cross shows up. And he said to, uh, I guess, seers, these people would follow the armies around and they'd be kind of like prophets or whatever. So he said, what does this mean? And they said, that's a sign from God that you're going to win the battle if you do this. And he made all his soldiers put a crucifix on their shields, just like what they had seen in the sky. This is all on the level, okay? And he wins. This is Constantine, took over as emperor of Rome, and and that's when he legalized the Christian religion. That's when Christianity started, all because of a UFO. So anyway, you saw a triangle, not a cross. I believe that story. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that's that's history. After that, take what you want. I heard about it. In church, and it's, it sounds weird. It says oh, it sounded like at first where that's where the crusades started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, no, so that's like where the Christianity English started. flag banner came from. Just the red cross on a field of white. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so so uh, Kim, what what when you when you look at something like that, do you think it's a someplace from uh, something from another? planet do you think it's a secret weapon is it or is it organic anyway that it's organic that's it's some kind of an animal you know i well i mean i to me it looked absolutely like structurally real like something that had substance it didn't have any weird opaqueness to it didn't have any weird like 
translucency, nothing that was like, mm, is that like uh-huh. something from like, you know, today, like they talk about that blue, you know, the holographic kind of imagery. Right. Mac that uh, supposedly you guys have a hold of that you can beam certain images like over cities. Or, I don't know. Is that real? Is uh, that true? Is, that's yeah. absolutely. But, I'm actually a holograph. Are you really? Oh, listen. <laughs> yeah. Don't joke about that. This, this is all fake. Uh, well, don't joke about that. That's the way I feel. I'll tell you why. Because off air, uh, Kim and I were talking about this. There's a show on PBS. I was going to say it later on, but I'll say it now. There's a show on PBS. just came on last week. It's called Einstein's Quantum Riddle. Okay? Einstein's const, uh, Quantum Riddle. And it, what it talks about is what we've talked about on the show before called spooky action at a distance. And what that is is that if you had two electrons – two particles next to each other, and you flicked one of them with your finger, they would both vibrate, no matter whether they're one inch apart or on the other side of the universe. And they don't know why. Because that kind of communication would be faster than the speed of light, and that goes against what Einstein says. So that's the riddle. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. they use equations for that, knowing that for quantum computers. That's why they're making all these quantum computers because even though the basis, they don't understand why this happens, they can use the mathematics to make faster and faster and bigger and bigger computers, okay? So now, using those computers and basically saying what's going on here in the universe, what they have come to is what the matrix was about, that we are inside a a tremendously, inconceivably huge you know, virtual reality and yeah. and everything that, that we see, because everything that we see, okay, from the subatomic level up, we see. And and, and it, it, it goes to rules, the rules of gravity, the rules of nuclear fission. And, you know, there are rules, there are physics rules. But once you get down to the quantum level, there are no rules. Okay, no one's ever seen an atom until they looked for it. That's another weird thing. Atoms only show yeah. up when you're looking for them. It's that slit experiment that we've talked about before too, Kim, right? Where you yeah, shoot yeah. protons through two slits, and if you're looking, they'll have one pattern. If you don't, there's a different pattern. And what they have taken is they've realized that stuff changes only when you observe it. Oh, only when you observe it. And if that means that it's, it's that, that way for everything, then everything is projected down. Everything, nothing is real. Those particles can wow. be anywhere, any place. Yeah, anytime, anytime, right. Yep. It's, any place, right. anytime. <laughs> Just like, really? It's, it's, it's completely. <laughs> we're, maybe we're the magical ones. Or like, something, you know, it, but we you are. Know, maybe it, it's us. It maybe looks artificial, us, though. That's the thing. That At the end of this thing, watching for two hours, and I can't pretend I understand everything they said, but at the end of it, it, it seemed like the guy was saying, it's artificial. It's artificial yeah. because there's just things that happen that don't. Yeah, as we keep saying, you know, that don't go to the laws of physics, like the Tic Tac videos and stuff like that. You can How can you communicate from one side of the universe to the other instantaneously? It's impossible, yeah. but they do it. They just don't know why. So anyway, really magical. Yeah. This, this, yeah. Is, this is the main reason I didn't name either one of my cats Schrodinger. Because <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know if he was there or not, unless you opened the box. <laughs> well, we. Hey, listen, we're going to take a break now. We're going to we're going to bring in our, our famous uh, Hollywood uh, author Gary Olson. You're going to stay with us, kids, right? Yeah. By kids, I mean Sarah and uh, Raven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. That took a while to land, didn't it? But boom! Like well, Tom Brady's passing the other night. Yeah. Wow. We didn't go anywhere for a while. 
Okay. Wow. Oh, we do this. Contagious. Look, see, it's it's coming to me. <laughs> Why don't we talk? How long you been to? You've been married. You two lovebirds. How long? Us. Uh, this will be our fifteenth year. Oh my goodness. Fifteenth. Yeah. Wow. yeah? Okay. Oh, congratulations. It's my fortieth birthday. Astro. Now listen. Right, I don't want to get really personal. Party. I was like, hey, want to go see a movie? <laughs> <laughs> You're like newlyweds. I, I don't want to get really personal, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Kim, Kim, can you leave the room for a minute? No, no, listen. Can tell. Kim, <laughs> well, what's the what's the age difference between you two? It looks like um, we should call the authorities, frankly. Fourteen. <laughs> no, there's twelve years difference. Twelve years. Okay. No, wow. That's huh? Well, she yeah. looks really good, and he uh, he looks yeah. his age. He looks age appropriate. No, that's okay. Good for you, Kim. No, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's nothing. It's it's a it's. Kind of significant. Yeah, 12, sure 12 years, yeah. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Raven and I are nine years apart. Nine years, yeah, that's huh? Tough. Wow. Yeah. That's a, yeah. I got to tell you, Lois and I are also. connection of kindred, kindred yeah. souls well, rather how, than How age, long have right? you been married? Yeah, how that's, that's kind of like He's been married 15 years. We've just known each other for so long. I mean, honestly, yeah. Sarah almost grew up in our house, so it was like... Wow. We, we, you know, yeah, we're now we're getting into creepiness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mac after Doc. Okay. You guys are off. playmates in the sandbox. Listen, well, I was there. When we take a break now. <laughs> wow. <Wow-y. laughs> While we take a break now, and we'll be right back after this, you're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Sound Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. The entire gang is here. We'll be right back after this. My dad, he's a double amputee, and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. Homes for our troops built this house, and my dad can get through the wide doorways. He can reach anything. Homes for our troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54. How about Tonopah Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. British Secret Service. Hello, money, buddy. Hello, 007. How's your mission to steal the secret sex formula from Dr. No-No going? It'll be going fine, Chef, from the two idiots headquarters sent with me. Hey, Mac, did Defo Crumpets just call us idiots? Yes, it did, one one He's an ungrateful putz. Nice car, though. Yeah, and you know what? Now it's my turn. But if you drive, what am I going to do? I'll drive. You shoot the machine guns. No way, I'm driving. I'm just a license for you, and I'm driving. Oh, see what I mean, money penny? But James, we have to get the stolen formula, Dr. No-No, before the big two-for-one sale. I'm on it, honey, but I've got to rid myself of these two mushmouths first. Uh, well, uh, I still have the red button, don't I? James, 
Not the red button. Cobra, save us. Hello, gentlemen. And you, Mr. Pond. Oh, my God. Is that Commander Cobra? Jumping from a helicopter through the shadow roof of my Ashton Martin? Well played, Cobra. What are you doing here? Besides rescuing my two friends, James, I'm here to tell you that you don't have to steal the cardio sex formula from Dr. No-No. All you have to do is go online and order it yourself. Then you'll have plenty of the new energy drink that can give you the extra endurance you need to get through. Please, Cobra, tell us why it's called sex. It's called SEX, or Strength Energy Accelerator. And it's easy to use. Just mix a scoop of water, shaken, not stirred. 30 minutes before you start your workout, and you'll find you can last longer and feel all around better about finishing your regime. Oh, my. And the mix comes in many different flavors. My favorite is passion fruit. Mine, too. Why, you little trollop. Hey, Mac, look at all these buttons. I wonder what they do. I don't know. Push one and find out. Not, not the, the red, red, red button. No! Jeez, I hope he's wearing his rocket belt. Guess not. That's SEX, Workout Dietary Supplement, available only through Cardillo USA. Visit CardilloUSA.com for more details about our big two-for-one sale. That's C-A-R-D-I-L-L-O-U-S-A.com and get some sex today. Imagine you knew what was going to happen two seconds before it happened. Imagine you lived with the world's most beautiful supermodel. Imagine you drove a Jaguar with machine guns behind the headlights. Well, it's time to stop dreaming and start reading about Navy Lieutenant Chris Starr, hero of Mac Maloney's new best-selling paranormal detective series, Codename Starman. Who murdered the most beautiful tea girl in San Diego? Who's bombarding a small Massachusetts town with heavy artillery on Christmas Eve? Who's causing the mass murder of terrorists in the jungles of Africa? These are the cases Lieutenant Chris Starr must solve in the Kalashnikov Kiss, the first book in Mac's exciting new series, Codenamed Starman. Follow the Starman as he uses his psychic abilities to crack cases the U.S. Navy has declared too unusual. Find out why the Pentagon calls him the X-Files guy. And what is the wormhole anyway? To find out, get your own tomato can and be ready for action, strange adventures, paranormal activity, and lots of cover models. In Codename Starman, The Kalashnikov Kiss by Mac Maloney. On sale now at Amazon and your local bookstore. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Most Rational Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we've had for you tonight. A little bumpy in spots, but still fun, we hope. Most girls. Very famous Juan Juan is here. Sniffles and all. Thank you. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. Yeah, a little bumpy tonight, but, you know. Well, yeah. You sound good. Speaking of bumps, how do we know you're not? My internet connection for a while. How do we know you're not snorting a bump, and that's why you're sniffing? Well, I can assure you I'm not. Okay. We believe you. No Coco tonight. <laughs> He's out saving the world. But Switchblade Steve is here. Switchy. Great to be here tonight. Went almost super breakfast in there. Starting the day, right? What'd you have for lunch? Big, big tater. Big tater. We should get them on, um, man. Well, I, I had a, uh, a later breakfast, so I had uh, kind of an early dinner. Part two. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Right. Uh, mashed potatoes, kind of some kind of a nice steak thing. And steak. Is a, yeah. Yeah. Steak. Thing. We understand. 
mystique thing. Yeah, yeah you know. It's, See, it's I like, like to know the meat that I'm eating. That's what it says on okay. the package. Don't, uh, <laughs> don't drop that in our blooper bucket. Wow. We might do something with Wow. It wasn't real. I know that. Okay. Roadkill. <laughs> That's good. Also with us. We eat roadkill here. Doing a great job. Our We've security chief. Product. Willie Club. WC, how you doing? Mac, doing great. Yep. You know, it's good to have a few bumps in the road now. Is again. it really? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think makes so. it more interesting. So I'll know what it's like. Okay, good. All right, let's see. Might get bumpier for all we know, right? I got a feeling it's going to. Anyway, also with us is... Uh, Raven. No, hang. Uh, yes, no, let me save the best of the. Al, uh, <laughs> Uncle Al the Kitty's pal is here with us. Al and now the UFO mechanic. Hey, Mac. Uh, In the studio. The, uh, you know, speed bumps. You speed know, bumps. That's what we've got. Right. You know, some speed bumps. Okay. We understand. That might <laughs> be cool. Down. Also, our um, good witch up there, our, good, uh, our favorite good witch up there in Sideways New York, Raven, is with us. Oh, my gosh. Hi. Thanks for having me. Hmm. Wow. I like the uneven the bangs. bangs. are getting better. As I know, yeah, the bang, yeah. As, as the show goes on, the bangs the, are getting the bangs, better. The bangs look great. Okay. I, I keep seeing in my camera, there's like there's like a spot here that's yes. like missing. Yes, so yes. I keep trying to fluff it up and give it that like 90s fluffy hair. I love it. I have like oh. a fluffy hair. Yeah. We all love face, that. Right? Take it from we'll me. get you a fluffer. Yes. Don't they, hey. <laughs> I know what that is. Yeah, we do too. Al, <laughs> please. Uh, also joining us up there in Edmonton, Canada, where they have a uh, hockey team, I hear, is uh, Kim and Sarah Shea. How are you doing there tonight, kids? Great. Great to be here. Hi, everyone. Okay. Join it. We found out that uh, Sarah is actually very much younger than Kim. So I think for that, we should give him a round of applause, really, right? Okay. Sometimes that's hard to pull up. She's in a totally different generation. That's turns out that. Yeah, no, no computers and all that stuff. Okay. Well, when I was in grade one, Kim was graduating from high school. Oh, see, that's sick, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. There you Whoa, go. That nails it. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Wow, huh? Pushes it right over the edge. Listen, talking about right over the edge is uh, also, I no, guess. That's a good way of putting nothing. it. That's fantastic. Zip my mouth. Zip it. Very famous Hollywood author, Gary Olson, and let's clap for him, too. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Where are you? North or South? I'm still, uh, I'm, I haven't gone to Florida yet. I'm still okay. in Fredericksburg. Now, you do a uh, tour of Florida every uh, January and February, talking, uh, yeah, giving I, lectures at colleges and so on. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How many years have you been doing that? It seems like a while now. Yeah, it's been about five, six years. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. And, and what you do is that you basically uh, talk about Old movies, classic movies, directors, and so on, right? Well, I, I pitched my book for about half the lecture, trying yes. to sell my book, get the ratings up. You know, <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Okay, yeah. yes. And, and, and it's about 15 of the best directors in the history of, of movies. Okay. All right. Now, you left out. Uh, uh, QT is not in there, right? Quentin Tarantino was not in there. If he is, we're shutting. Which is it out there. We're, we're, losing, right we're losing the feed. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, he's okay. in the uh, he's in the appendix. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, the appendix that yeah. you have taken out in a major operation. Listen, <laughs> but and, and, and is Spielberg in there too? I know I read the book. He, I just can't remember. Is oh, my final on. chapter? Oh, he's yeah. a knucklehead. You know that. Why would you put that in there? Just so someday you'll run into him and be his buddy. Hey, I guess, <laughs> EW, 
I got D.W. Griffith in there, so I got away oh, with it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's very inclusive. Okay, so anyway, so tonight we're going to talk about this. I know this is very strange, and when I tell people what the segment headline is, they think it's funny. But as it turns out, Hitler was a big, big fan of American movies. You know, obviously, twenties and thirties. Okay, and he, and and a lot of times he used to just like get his buds and sit around. Of course, they were all high and stuff on you know <laughs> different kinds of stuff and watch American movies, right, Gary? Uh, American and British movies of all things. Okay, and of course German. He his his favorite director was Fritz Lang. So of course, uh, he, he was a movie buff. He really yes. He, he, he would watch two three movies a night. <laughs> really. Wow. Yeah. He had that kind of time, huh? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you think he'd be running things. Third one at two o'clock in the morning. He had very unusual uh, sleeping habits. He'd go to bed around four and wake up at eleven in the morning. Well, that's good him on D Day, as it turns out. But that's another show. <laughs> sure so he had his, his own studio, projectors, and mm-hmm. film cameras. Screen room. Well, yeah, yeah Goebel, uh, Joseph Goebel, uh, the uh, propaganda minister. He's the one that supplied yep. him with all the. All the uh, films. He was a big newsreel guy, too. He loved, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, just like presidents today watch CNN and right. things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Would, he would just want to know what the world thought of him in Germany when watching tons of newsreels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, movie tone news or something. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. um, you know, I mean, what did it, was there any um, certain genre of film that he was attracted he really to really liked them all, but uh, believe it or not, he was a big, huge um, knockabout uh, comedies. He loved uh, Lauren Hardy. <laughs> wow. Now, now, one thing they say about his toothbrush mustache, yes. that he loved the popularity of Charlie Chaplin so much that he decided to grow his mustache. No. Totally false. Totally yeah, false. Totally, it was yes. Oliver Hardy. Oh, he took it from Oliver Hardy? Really? Yeah. He loved Lauren Hardy. He, he uh, one thing he really liked was Disney cartoons. Wow. Okay. Wow. This guy, this guy killed fifty million Bobo people. He's into Disney cartoons. Cartoon package of Mickey Mouse, and <laughs> yeah. uh, he just he was like a little kid. <laughs> but, they, but you have to remember they were sitting there and they were like stoned out of their minds. At one point, Hitler was on fifty different medications, and you know one of them was like <laughs> cocaine, and one of them was like meth, and. The works. Yeah, I mean, like, there wasn't anything else to do. There's nothing else to do. You, <laughs> yeah. you get the war. Let's go conquer a country. <laughs> you get the war, and then, you know, wow. you get some spare time there and there. At some point, when well, they're let me, not bombing the shit out. i correct the record on that one. That was when the war was going badly. He was really off the deep end. But yes. The ones at uh, 1933, 1939, right before he attacked Pol- Poland. Yes. He got, you know, he got the movies from Hollywood and, and Britain, so... That's when he was really exposed to a lot of international movies. But once, <laughs> once the war started, that whole thing was shut down. Do you have a list? Do you have a list of his favorite movies? Well, you know, he never made a, a top ten list. Oh. He, it was kind of sad that he didn't. But <laughs> yes. uh, there's a lot of hearsay. But there were twelve movies that he and Goebel loved and were kind of recognized. Go ahead. As being. Good for the Nazi party and yes. for the country itself. Yes. So I don't know if you want to hear it yes. chronologically. Sure. Okay. There we go. But uh, let me just say King Kong was one of his other favorite <laughs> movies. Like, imagine Hitler public- sitting there with Goebbels watching King Kong. For some reason that. Yeah. Okay. Great musical. Yeah. Great movie, so huh? Been like really um, cutting, like cutting edge at the time, right? 
King Kong. King yeah. Kong, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. First monster. But movie. I'm just saying, I can see why he might be attracted to that kind it's, of movie. It's still a good movie, but. Yeah, it's still a good movie. But uh, Gary, I remember you pointing this out to me about twenty years ago. Now, King Kong is a really good movie, and the fact that they went through it with the stop action monster and it's a good movie. You know, it's it's a good suspenseful good. and horror movie. Oh, it was like the Jurassic Park of our generation, right? But why would they have the gate? That's the thing. Is that if you go, if you watch the movie, they have this big fence around where the Kong is. Is the big monkey is inside? But they had a gate. And you have to say to yourself, well, why would you have a gate? The whole idea was to keep the monkey in the... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Gary, help me out here. You're the one who told me that. Well, the there were dinosaurs on the other side, too. Yeah, so what do you want? You know, song. Why would you have a gate? To let them in and out? To feed us? All right, anyway, let's well, go. So, Uncle Mac, they probably had to send a team in to clean up his uh, droppings. <laughs> monkey do. Thank you, Switch, My for straightening that up. <laughs> Anyway, all right, let's go on. So King Kong, yeah, what else? That's weird enough. Gary, please. Okay. Hitler's favorite well, I'll, movies. I'll go, uh, you know, there were 12 movies that really uh, affected both Goebel and uh, Hitler. Yes. And uh, these were um, movies that ended up getting tax breaks. Uh, the Nazi party through Hitler really pushed the public to go to uh, see these movies. So mm. I'll just go down the list and, and uh, interject if you've seen this movie and uh, if you liked it, then you, you're part of the Hitler crowd. No, don't say that. That's wow. Cool. <laughs> yeah, like, that's cool. I know. All right, go ahead. Again, 1933, 1939. Uh, 1932 kind of sneaks into it because it's uh, I'm a fugitive from a chain gang. <laughs> Ever seen that? Paul okay. Muni. A true story Wait about a. World War One vet who uh, steals five dollars, yes, and then is sent to jail and prison. Gets in, in a chain gang, and the cruelty is unbelievable. He escapes, gets caught again, thrown back into jail. Hitler's on these. again. The guy's name was Robert Burns. He ends up writing a book, yes, and uh, the the book is based off of that. And uh, Hitler loved it because it showed how corrupt and unfair the uh, legal system in the United States in the U.S. Yeah, yep. But he didn't see the yeah. Paul Newman one, right? This, the Paul Newman one was a remake. Uh, cool Hand Luke. Is that what you're Oh, that, okay, okay. All a right. failure to yeah. communicate. Yes, right. Okay, next, please. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, also, Luke! He, he was a big kid, Frank Capper fan, too. He loved uh, Mr. D's Goes to Town. That was the same thing about a corrupt judicial uh, system as well as corrupt uh, lawyers. Yep. And Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. How bad the Congress was and yep. how corrupt Congress was. He loved that. He, That's he funny. Stories up. One of the Germans to know how corrupt and, and bad. Yeah, it really kind of fulfilled what he was trying to do, you know, to, I mean, it's twisted around in a way, but, you Frank, know. Uh, Capra? Yeah, Frank Capra, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so wow, interesting. That hmm. they could make movies about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. Talk about freedom. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, yeah, please. One, one film historian said that, uh, heck, uh, Goebbels and uh, Hitler didn't need to make any propaganda films because Hollywood, a lot of Hollywood films were <laughs> right up the uh, Nazi uh, alley as far as denigrating the American system. Yeah, funny. Wow. I wonder what they thought of It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? They were gone by that time, 1946. Think, was that 46? <laughs> I thought that was in the yes. 30s. Well, maybe watch it in Argentina. Okay, next Yeah, one, that please. movie stands up, though. <laughs> watch that, it in Argentina. You never know. There's like no changes from It's a Wonderful Life to today. Like yes, it, yes. the parallels. You got to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. We, I try to watch that every year. And I just, I mean, I watch it, but it's like, hey, listen, when the, when, when the town is like full of, you know, like, Casinos and bar rooms, that's where you freeze time. 
You're not bringing oh, it back yeah. to Clarence yeah, getting Mr. his Potter vibrant. Wings. Like you got to get your wings. Yeah, the wings. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, Red Bull. Yeah. I wanted to visit the time when it turned into the uh, adult entertainment. Yeah, so, Sodom and Gomorrah. You bet. In upstate <laughs> New York. Actually. looked lit. It was That's wild. what I want to go to. Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> please. That was uh, the pre-Las Vegas. Please. Geo, please. This is his okay, favorite okay. film. The second movie, uh, Cecil D. B. DeMille. Yes. Uh, obscure movie that in Germany they call the Revolution of Youth. It was about a uh, group of uh, high school students. They were working, uh, saw a gangster kill a shopkeeper across the high school. And the gangster ended up getting off on a um, technicality. Wow. So the, uh, the students ended up um, forming a vigilante group, captured a, a gangster. Uh, <laughs> the gangster still confessed his innocence. They tied him up, put him in a, a pit of rats. Finally yes. <laughs> well, Hitler loved this. I would too. Okay to torture people to get the truth out of them. So. Huh? Wow! What a weird See, movie. Other people are doing it. Good movie. Like Hitler pets. Any like pets? <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! Nothing wrong with rats. Adolf. Oh, next, please. All right, the third one. The third one's a little. Uh, he was a big Greta Garbo fan. So huh? uh, Queen Christina. Uh, queen oh. Christina was a um, Swedish queen. Yes. Uh, obviously, and uh, she was kind of a lover of woman, so I'm not going to go further than that. Uh, it did, it did show uh, Greta Gabo dressed in male's men clothes and kissing really? uh, her, um, uh, uh, her helper, her aide, a female aide, full on the lips. This is before a year, wait, it was 1934, where they had the uh, this is what Hitler's watching, yeah, yeah, no Hitler's watching it. Interesting. They girl love that, girl. Love that uh, film. Really encourage people to see it. Wow. Okay. I will. It's probably our next Amsterdam. <laughs> next one is uh, 1934's uh, It Happened One Night. That oh, was yeah. Kind of a first screwball comedy. Clock and uh, Goebbels really loved it because he liked how the Americans' actors would n act naturally. They didn't have that stiff stage bound mm -hmm. type of. Uh, Appearance and actions, and the German actors—they—they, they, you know—they weren't the more, most warm and fuzzy people on the film. No, why? I just got to say this, it, it, because Geo also went to film school, as it turns out. So when you hear, when you see act, you know, actors in the in the twenties, but mostly the thirties too, American actors—they speak almost like they're from England. If you notice, they have a, there's an accent to it, as if it's. Uh, very elite, kind of uh, very highbrow, yeah, right. And it has this uh, kind of. They taught them. They would teach actresses to speak in that, in that kind of uh, way, to make it to make the film. Even in like Three Stooges and stuff, they do it to make it seem like it's uh, a little more elevated than it is or whatever. That's a good point. I, Clark Gable. I mean, he was very well spoken on. Yeah, yeah. That's a funny movie, actually. That's a. It happened one night. Is actually a funny movie that they've made like five hundred times in five hundred different ways. But for a thirties movie, it's fun. Yeah. All right. The next one. Well, well. If you haven't seen it, you really should see it. It's called Our Daily Bread, King Vidor. Vidor. Oh yeah, King uh, Vidor. Yep. Sequel to his nineteen twenty eight uh, classic, Silent, The Crowd. Uh, this is about the couple. Many years later, they live in a city, and this is during the Great Depression. They can't find anything, no jobs, anything. Uh, the wife's uncle uh, has a farm, sells it to him for 20 bucks. They go to the farm. They don't know the first thing about farming. They suddenly get a uh, bunch of people, tradesmen, at least 50 people, who are in the same predicament. They they end up uh, having each one has their own 
particular strong skills, right. and it becomes what's called a fascist cooperative bombing commune. <laughs> well, that rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> <Sounds like that. laughs> and if you ever seen the last 15 minutes, it shows everybody pitching in, digging sure. a two-mile ditch from a body of water to to John's house, <laughs> and it, visually, it's probably one of the most stunning uh, cooperative people cooperating to uh, get things done, and Hitler was just bowled over by it. Yeah, wow, wow. Well, now we know what the, uh, you know, made him, uh, I don't want to say tick, but, you know, you can tell what kind of th stuff that he likes. Anti-American stuff, individual stuff, and people like kind of pitching together. Exactly. Good okay. point. And then the next one is really interesting because everybody thinks that Hitler really had a an affinity with the English. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's been a rumor for a while, right? He had an English girlfriend. Yeah. And the the, the next movie, The Lives of the Bengal Lancer, that was with Gary Cooper, who yeah. was set in northwest India near the Khyber Pass. Yes. Uh, there was just a handful of um, uh, Brits, officers, controlling a whole garrison of Indians in yes. India. Yes. And uh, Hitler loved this because he saw what Britain did around the country, how many countries they had Took over. taken over yep. and administered. I mean, just a, I wouldn't say a handful, but just a couple That's thousand. The, the British would, Empire, yeah. Would uh, <clears throat> administer India, a, a country of 300 million. Hitler thought that was amazing. That's, yes. that's the blueprint that he wanted Germany to do. Interesting. Yeah, it's funny. That, you know, that was required uh, required viewing for the Hitler Youth and uh, SS. In World War II, they almost came together in India. The Japanese almost met the Nazis in India. Yes. They're supposed to, you know, take each a half. If that happened, man, we still might be, you know, eating uh, speaking German sushi or something. Yes, or bratwurst, <laughs> one or the other, right? Please, mix. Go, go eating bratwurst and playing the sitar. <laughs> yeah, right now. I mean, think of that for an image. Geo, <laughs> please. These are the films that Hitler loved. Yeah, and this next one kind of goes hand in hand with the last one, but it's it's a it's not as much of an admiration of the British. It was called Mutiny on the Bounty with Clark Gable. Really? And um, yep, he kept a uh, private copy of this at his Eagle Nest uh, retreat. Yes. So he watched this repeatedly. The thing that intrigued Hitler about this was once the uh, the uh, Navy men landed in Tahiti, they were falling in love with what he thought was an inferior race so much so that he ended up uh you know the the, the mutiny happened where it was a split in crew and half the crew ended up so this is the the, the original things. yeah the original mutiny on the bounty then right? right yeah exactly it's a good movie yeah 1935 yeah. no that whole story is actually an interesting story what really happened yep Wow, 1989 huh? i just want to remind people one thing about hitler how many more how many films do we have to go gary one, two, three, four, okay. five. Just be a good time for it. So Hitler was, didn't drink, and he was a vegetarian, okay? And, and and he had a sweet tooth. But he had a lot of stomach problems from who knows what, and they led to that led to them giving him cocaine as a prescription to settle down his stomach. But he was also diagnosed with something called colossal flatulence, Okay, where he would just be in, he would he would clear out entire like, you know, rooms and arenas. Okay. So are we talking about King Kong again? <laughs> <laughs> okay, next, please, Geo. Next film. 
All right. This is a 1935 West Point of the Air. This was, as people know, Air Force didn't happen until after the World War II. 47. So it was the Army Air Air Corps. Yep. And this was a kind of a uh, not a training team. Wallace Barry was in it, but it showed a, a number of crashes, air crashes, and it points to the weakness of the U.S. military at that particular time. And uh, Hitler wanted to broadcast the entire Germany. These guys are going to be cream puffed because they're always crashing just in training. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Funny. Uh, so listen, I have to just break in here to say that Uncle Al's going on a secret mission, right? Yes, I have to. Uh, I have to be going because I have to get some things taken care of. Before you go, are you going to take that from the uh, fan who said that you're uh, honeybees of punks? You want to? Well, you know, you gotta you gotta go with the flow. The, 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 the <laughs> they listed you after fleas. Fleas were four. <laughs> what did Groucho Marx say? So you want to flee? Um, Hold on. Lodge with me with the fleas, or flee with me to the lodge, something to that effect. He's a funny. You guy. know, bees are bees. They. Uh, well, th well, good luck on your secret mission, and uh, we'll be in touch very soon. Okay? I will talk to you soon. Sir. Okay. All right. Let's give you folks. Let's, let's clap them off because. Nice talking to you guys. We get it, honey, and it's great. <laughs> good night, Al. <laughs> so, Yowza. Here he goes. All right. Oh, my stuff. He's warm. You have to you yeah, take you, the, uh, you think? I thought he was going to walk out with the headphones. No, but no, no, no. Okay. I won't do that. I got All right. I'll be right behind you, as it turns out. That's what, that's what my Hang guess said. So, uh, uh, Gary. <laughs> yeah. Are you doing material at the end of the show there, as it turns out? Uh, Gary, so, uh, yeah, let's uh, bring it down to the last few films. Hitler's okay, favorite yep, films. Less than a handful. 1937, Souls of the Sea. Gary Cooper's a hero. He's an anti-abolitionist. He's caught in a uh, sinking ship. Uh, they only have one lifeboat. He and several other passengers uh, fill it up. And then all of a sudden, all the ones that are swimming uh, towards a lifeboat, he ends up uh, taking care of them, shooting them, because he knows that if yeah. anybody else is in the lifeboat, it's going to sink the lifeboat. Uh, Tiller yes. drew that as the lifeboat was symbolic of uh, Germany. And this <laughs> he already got the idea about the Holocaust. Yeah, yeah. And eliminating certain races, but uh, he saw the uh, the people trying to get into the lifeboat as um, as uh, the inferior races, and then he would uh, justify shooting them. <laughs> and hence, the, 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 cool. it's incredible. What the but, uh, what what that's, is that's how we felt <clears throat> that movie was all about. But I mean, like he, this is from a crazed mind. You know what I mean? It's not a level, uh, normal thinking person here on this. What's the ne what is there a number one movie? Well, he loves Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. That was no, 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 no figure that out. What, what, what's what's, what's oh, that's weird? Yeah, that is. You weird. know what they say about Disney? Why? No, say it. Please tell us. I, I can't say it. Sure, you can. <laughs> you can. What? Say you guys it. don't know. No, what? He, Walt Disney was like a big yeah. time yeah. anti Semite. Oh, yeah. Really? oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, right. that. that's why. But, yeah, he's a piece of crap. Kind of <laughs> kind of checks out. <laughs> Gary, so what? Give us one more, one more movie. All right. Well, uh, Hitler's favorite Courageous uh, tip-off girls, nineteen thirty-eight. <laughs> that was about truck hijackers. He was so impressed by the fact that these uh, truck uh, the hijackers were uh, barricading the road that uh, well, he wasn't uh, admiring. He ended up uh, drawing up a law saying whoever sets up a Black with intent to commit a crime yes. will be punished by death. Wow! Wow! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a, that's how a movie influences. Uh, Law and Order. Hey, listen, we only have a few more minutes left. Stuff, yeah. But I want to say one thing, Gary. Can you just move a little bit over more to the camera? 
just so we can see you. Yeah, right there. Gary. Gary, Now, listen. I got my hair. Doesn't he look like Robert Kraft, the guy who owns the pads? Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't he really, in a way? Like a young Robert Kraft. Like when he was going in and out of the uh, massage parlor for the chicken wrap. (laughs) (laughs) 39 bucks. And he went twice. Now, think about that. We're talking about the minds of someone. Robert Kraft, who is like a bazillionaire, all right, and he owns the pads, has his Bentley go to a strip mall in Florida. He goes in. Gets the chicken wrap, as they call it in the biz, twice. The second time, he's on his way to fly out to Denver to see the Patriots beat the Broncos to get into the Super Bowl. I mean, for 39 bucks, he's doing it. It wasn't a real chicken sandwich. Oh, you're adorable. Chicken wrap, was it? Yes. With uh, with, uh, a secret sauce on it, too. Am I dumb? As it turns out. (laughs) Extra cheese. It wasn't wasn't a real chicken cheese. So, Gary, you look like him, as it turns out. Blue. He's a very handsome man. Oh, he's really a compliment. Well, you're the one who told me he always looks like bombed all the time, too. Doesn't he look like kind of half bombed all the time when you look at it? You did. Yeah. A no, why would he? Why would he drink? Maybe he's just really laid back. Yeah, maybe, maybe that you could need to be. Take yeah, a, take a page out of his book, Mac. Well, he better do. Some, oh wow, wow! What do you mean? You don't think I'm laid back? You know, I'll take, had yeah, there's some shots fired back. right there, Raven. See, here's the thing. Ouch! Yeah, talk about shots fired. What what Club just said? The whole the the Shot idea gun. that Brady's coming back to the Patriots. That someone is floating that around. I can't imagine of that course. in a million freaking years. He's not coming back. Why would he? Why? Yeah. What would be the point? You know? He might yeah, go so I heard Gronk, Gronk said he's not coming back, so that's it. Yeah. It's, going to San Francisco. You or something. He's in the divorce blues. You know? Yeah. So anyway, well, listen. Why don't we? Uh, it's time to say goodnight to everybody. Let me start with our good friends up there in Edmonton, Canada. Thank you. Let's clap them off. The love, the Canadian lovebirds. Thank you. It was fun. Yeah, awesome, you guys. We'll talk to you you very soon. Kim and Sarah Shea, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks, guys. Take care. Good night. And uh, enjoy your happy marriage, and uh, we'll see you again. Yeah, yeah. Good seeing you on one. You lucky bastard, Good to see you, too. Okay. (laughs) See you soon. As always. Oh, Canada. I don't know the rest of the song. No one does. Not even them. Someday we got to sing them off. Can't we sing them off? We'll have to learn the song first. Sing them off. <laughs> wow. Oh, Canada. Gary Olson. <laughs> Gary Olson. <laughs> famous Hollywood author. Uh, you have a uh, book tour coming up or a uh, speaking tour coming up, right? Uh, yes, I do. Oh, uh, can you put a plug on me? Sure. By the way. <laughs> wow. Can you want uh, to mention uh, I got a uh, daily blog on Facebook called One Movie at a Time. Uh, one Movie a Day. One Movie a Day, like uh, one Vitamins. Movie a day. Uh, yeah, uh, okay, cool. Chronologically, I, I detail a movie a day. Really? Mm. Do, you see, do you watch a movie a day? No, my secret is, well, yeah, I should say yes. <laughs> but my secret is watch the first 20 minutes. And then read the uh, summary and, and watch the last 15 minutes. Wow. Right That's there. like uh, cliff notes in school. So did you see yeah. Top Gun 2? What, what was it? Did you see it, Top it's, Gun 2? It's Top Gun Maverick. No. Top Gun Maverick. Okay, Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun 2. Okay, Top relax. Gun Maverick. Come on, okay. Top Gun colon Maverick. It's ironic. All right, thank you. Gary Olson, so so you want to plug a couple universities you're going to be at? Quickly? Uh, let's just say they're uh, by the time you uh, – no, I'll uh, I'll leave that up there. Just check out uh, myfilmlectures.com. It's okay. I'm all listed there. Do you have groupies? You told me once you had groupies. 
<laughs> oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Right. Sometimes I have to wear uh <laughs> wear what? I have to wear antiperspirant just to get them away from me. <laughs> antiperspirant? To get them away from you, you wouldn't have to wear it. So but you told me that they're kind of elderly groupies, right? Did you tell me that once? No, no. no okay. How would you define elderly there, man? Eighties. Thank you, Gary, for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Have me on again. Okay, tell your wife we said hello. Yeah, she was anxious to come on, but what? What? Yeah. Why, 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 yeah. why didn't we have her on instead of you? What's keeping she, her from coming she on? She never really wants to come on. Now she does. Yeah, she said, "Oh, I'd love to have it, but you know, looks like it's, it's going to be very short." Mm, okay, well, we'll, well, we'll, we'll take care of that. We, we, and you want a camera on her because we're slowly she's uh, turning into something else here. <laughs> But that's a good thing. Thank you, Gary Oz, for joining us. We appreciate it. She's a peach. Uh, yep. Let's see. Club. Oh, he's already gone. Oh, no, there he is. He's back. Club, thanks for joining he's, us. We appreciate he's it. He's here physically. Yes. We appreciate it. Uh, President Biden. Yeah. Uh, doesn't he look like a great show tonight. Very yeah. informative. Thank you very much. That's from the president himself. Thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, Wani, for joining us. Hey. Glad to be here. I thanks, Switchy. Didn't sneeze into the microphone or anything. Hey, Switchy. Thanks for joining My us. Pleasure. I read a uh, a little bit of history about the USS tuna fish that's up in uh, Portsmouth in Dry Dock. The USS Albacore. Yes. What What was the name of the? It the, is not called that. <laughs> we don't know. No, not it's the not. <laughs> it's called the Albacore, though. What was the name of the, the, the suburon? The, the Albacore, yeah. No, that's the one in Portsmouth. Oh, yeah, that that sang, right. is. It's the one in Portsmouth. It's the only sub that the museum. Yeah, it's the only sub that sank a Japanese aircraft carrier in World War II. Really? Doing that? Yeah. yeah. USS yeah. Albuquerque. But they they could have called it the tuna fish. There's like because there's a, there's the sky fish, there's the sailfish, you know, the navy always with the fish and the subs. But when it came to the tuna fish, they called it the albacore. I mean, if it did that big of a job, couldn't they have come up with a better name than freaking tuna fish? Tuna salad. I feel like it deserves more than that. Well, and I just smacked my computer. I'm sorry. That's the Navy. That's the same outfit that had Juan protecting Newport, Rhode Island. Yeah, no. Where the 1% is. Newport, Rhode Island. I couldn't believe it. And, and then I am, there I am splicing uh, movies. I'm editing film. Wow. Okay. Protecting our country. Where's your fly over there, dude? Anyway. I know. I really need it. Because Speaking of dudes. When you're, when you're uh, checking films that are going out to the fleet, it's yes. part of the, the morale yes. the benefit. There you go. You had a, you're it's a, an important job. There you bet. You're a, a crucial cog in that big machine. That's right. Switchy, thank you and for joining us. If there are too many us. splices, that film is uh, getting returned to New York, and they're sending us a new one. There you go. And as an IC man, we, our, our division was responsible for going to get the movies. Really? And bringing them on the uh, sub. Really? You were. Yeah, you were. Yeah. The, there's a secret mission, too. Interesting. Okay. Somehow, for some reason, they all came from New York. Isn't that right, Switch? Uh, I, that I, I couldn't tell you. We, I they were the big, New York. bulky. The clean ones. Know, uh, cases yeah. with the... Three different reels and, and yeah, all that film stuff. cans. Twenty minutes a can. Wow, uh -huh. we had to. Uh, They're pretty cool to handle. We had to find places to store them and walk over them and hmm. stick them under under bunks and everything. Wow, huh? Well, there's some old vet stories for you. So anyway, why don't we just get to the plugs? The plugs are our Home Strat Troops is an organization that raises money for our veterans in post 9/11 combat uh, people who might have lost a limb or whatever who have come home and uh, what. 
Homeshot Troops do is they build them a house that is adapted to their needs. And that means like not a lot of stairs, low counter space, low switches for lights and so on. And uh, then when they uh, finish uh, complete uh, one of these houses, they give it to the veteran. They tear up the mortgage, give them the keys. It's their house, and they can go on and live a life where they don't have that whole mortgage thing hanging over their head every month. Homeshot Troops at 88 cents, a very dollar that you donate goes right to our veterans. That's very, very high. On, in the um, charity biz. Uh, we shouldn't call it a charity. The U.S. government should be doing this, but that's another show. So until that happens, please go to Homes for Our Troops, Google them, see what it's about. Tell them you heard about it on the show because we do hear from them saying that people donate because they heard it on the show, and I think that's cool. I think that's uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the big reasons why we do the show. So anyway, Homes for Our Troops. Also, swag is coming back uh, very soon, okay? Uh, there's a lot of stuff in the supply line. Probably towards the end of next month, we'll start um, uh, re- uh, the reorders and so on. And so they're having a lot of trouble doing the little buttons and stuff and also the barcoasters, as it turns out. But um, that's an update. And sometime next month, we'll start um, sending them back out again. Also, I have to say that Raven has a new show coming up very, very soon called Raven Scary. What is it, Raven? Lock your doors. Close your windows. And turn out all the lights, because it's time for Raven's Scary Movie Hour. Exploring the deep and dark depths of the most frightening movies ever. This show is not for the faint of heart. So consider yourself warned. Now, here's Raven. Raven's Scary Movie Hour. I'm so excited. Raven's Scary Movie Hour. Okay, where we uh, talk about uh, you know scary movies and uh, so on and so forth. Pete, uh, you know, recorded a great bumper for it. We're looking forward to that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so that's it, gang. So uh, thanks for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. And so this is Mac for the entire posse saying, until you hear us again, be safe, be happy, and bye bye. <laughs>